We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Dicks will drop to 23 and 27. Turn home, host Sacramento on Monday night at the Garden. Bucks will pay for 24 second violations. And Kenny, what do you look at for the Knicks as they'll have two home games you know, at the beginning of next week? Can you take what you did here tonight for three quarters against a good Milwaukee team and transfer that into some wins? The Knicks need to start winning some games soon in the stands. Bucks take three or four from the next this season. All right. Happy, happy Saturday to everybody here uh, watching. Thanks for staying up late um, to watch the end of pretty pretty shitty end of a basketball game. That for two, I guess two and a half quarters was uh, was actually pretty good, um, entertaining certainly. Um, you know, we could talk about some of the nice things from tonight. I, I, I my my inclination is to start off by saying that it was nice that the Knicks showed a little bit of heart, I guess. Kinda. Um, although, how much heart do you really show when you give up 123 points? Um, I know the Bucks hit a bunch of shots from three. Although, you look at the the stats, they ended up only 14 for 43. It seems like they had a million threes. Only shot 32 percent from deep, but uh, they certainly, you know, used utilized the uh, best advantage creator in basketball. Well, um, they have some experience with that, and they certainly did it tonight. The Knicks, you know, threw a couple of different looks at Giannis. Nothing really worked. Uh, everything flowed from there. Uh, the one advantage the Knicks had throughout the game, rebounding subsided there in the fourth quarter. It looks like uh, by the end of the night, yes, by the end of the night, the Bucks actually out-rebounded the Knicks. 
Um, and of course came up with every big rebound when they, when they needed to, um, you know, there were moments the Knicks offense looked good. There were moments the Knicks starting offense looked good. There were even a few moments the Knicks starters, uh, defense looked acceptable. I'll say in the third quarter, end of the second, beginning of the third quarter. Um, but look, I mean, it's another proof, another piece of proof, not that we probably needed one at this point, um, that this front office needs to just be honest with themselves uh, ahead of February 10th. Um, we have, at this point, five games to go. Uh, the Knicks will likely – well, no, not likely. They will be underdogs in four of those games. They have Sacramento on Monday and then Memphis at home on Wednesday and then back out on the road at the Lakers, at the Jazz, and at the uh, Nuggets. I don't really care who plays for the Lakers in that game. Uh, the Knicks are going to be underdogs. So, yes, there is a very – I mean, and I'm not even taking a win against the Kings for granted. I mean, my God. Uh, there is a very, very real possibility that the Knicks will go into trade deadline day um, having lost, let's see, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 of 12 games, if my quick math was correct. Um, you know, Atlanta's playing well now. Atlanta won tonight. They're a game ahead of the Knicks. They're not even in the 10th seed. So that's really what this season is going to be about. Or the, I, let me rephrase that. That's what the next week and a half is going to be about. I mean, do the Knicks give the front office any reason to think that they should continue to invest in this season? Um, forget about making a win now trade because God knows that that ship has sailed. But just, you know, keeping this group together. I, I don't see it. I don't see how it happens. Um, doesn't make sense to me. I mean, even if they stole a couple games here, but then again, you know, what are the Knicks going to get for these guys? Um, which is a whole question altogether. I will say this watching Fournier tonight, who had himself a nice little game until late. Um, he ended up 10 of 19 from the field for uh, a team high 25 points. I think if they wanted to move off Fournier, they could move off Fournier. Um, Burks, I don't know what Burks is getting you at this point. He's not getting your first round pick, that's for sure. Uh, Derek Rose is obviously injured, um, so yeah, I don't really, I don't really know what you're getting. I mean, the the trade discussion from now until the trade deadline is obviously uh, most of the attention will be paid to Julius Randle. Do they do they entertain offers? I can tell you they're getting offers, uh, or at least they're getting contacted. Uh, we'll see. Uh, a couple of bright spots. Actually, the only – I mean, Quentin Grimes was probably the only real bright spot, and he didn't even play that well in the second half. He had an outstanding first half, though, Quentin Grimes. I thought he stood out in the first half. Um, Obi Toppin obviously had some nice minutes because he had some nice moments in every game. It's nice to see him and Randall play a couple minutes together, although that didn't really last. Um, you know, Barrett tried to power through his complete and total and utter inability to hit a shot tonight. He was 6 of 20 overall, 3 of 8 from deep. Uh, did have 23 points, you know, got to the foul line. You like to see that he's been getting to the line a lot more, you know, you take the positives where they are. Kemba, a couple nice moments, but you know, it's the same old, same old with this team. Um, I don't really know that there's anything new at this point. 
You want to tell me that the starters had a couple minutes uh, where they looked like they were on the verge of putting it together. All right. It's game 50. <laughs> you know, what does that mean to you going forward? Uh, if Again, if you're the front office, I, I, I just, um, I think we, we may be, I think maybe a few ships have sailed. Let's, uh, I see JD here, get the likes up for Ivy season. I'm not going to lie. The first thing I looked at before I hopped on here was, uh, you know how, how high in the how high in the ping pong ball uh, race can we get? Um, we'll see. All right, first let's get to some super chats, and we're probably not gonna be on here for too too long. Uh, Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? It's good to see you. The kids are the culture and need to play more. It's time to uh, swap soup soup Randall. Oh, soup Randall. Yes, the the uh, perpetual soup, the continuous soup. Uh, to soup Randall and another vet, bring back Barnes and picks and give Obi and Cam more time. I'll tell you, Obi does something every game. He does something every game that makes you wonder, you know, what would he look like given more time? You know, he had that, uh, he split the double there or he, or he, he got the, the, I guess the hesitation dribble. And then he drove for that really, really pretty um, bucket tonight. You know, and there's like a moment or two like that every game that just makes you say, all right, like, look, he's not going to draw doubles like Randall. Um, he's not the rebounder that Randall is. He's not the physical presence that Randall is, you know. And um, and quite frankly, for a lot of tonight, Randall, I thought he was actually pretty good on defense. Uh, crazy as that is to say. Um, you know, but OB, you know, he's a blur. Brings you a lot of energy. He's a hell of a lot more unpredictable than Randall on offense in a good way. Um, I still believe in the shot. Maybe that's crazy of me. And he tries his ass off on defense every possession. There's no inconsistency from him on defense. You know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get some good. You're going to get some bad. But, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, what can they get for Randall? I don't know. I mean, the Barnes trade is the most obvious. The Barnes trade has been the most obvious trade in my mind for two months. Um, <laughs> Jeremy just texted me, put started using soup as a verb movement on my tombstone. A uh, amen to that, Jeremy. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, the, the Barnes trade is to Sa Randall to Sacramento for Barnes and hopefully something else. Although at this point, I really am not convinced they give you much else. Um, it's always been the most obvious trade to me, desperate team. Looking to shake things up, fidgety owner. Um, you know, Randall's still a sexy name. I don't know. Do they do that? Do the Knicks do that? I'm not convinced the Knicks do that, to be honest with you. Uh, we'll see. Robert McGinley, what's going on, Robert? Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Uh, I think the urgency to trade Randall has been ratcheted up. If he continues to play at this level, I worry won't we won't be able to move him at all. They'll be able to move him. I, I, I am convinced of that because at the end of the day, and I'll, I'll have something on this in the newsletter this week that I started writing before. Um, he is still a guy that, first of all, if you put him on a team with a stretch five, I don't want to say he becomes a different player, but he becomes a hell of a lot more dangerous player on offense because even tonight we saw Randall. I mean, I obviously didn't play a good game. He had uh, what four turnovers, five turnovers, four turnovers to three assists. He was good on the boards, you know, didn't hit a shot from outside. He, it feels like he, yeah, actually, sorry. He had the one baseline jumper that was a throwback to last season. Other than that, he didn't hit a shot from outside, 
But like, you know, when he gets going downhill, you know, he's like Russell Westbrook at this point, right? He's a guy that when he puts his mind to it and you got the right lineup configuration out there, um, he could still do some damage. You know, again, you kind of need a stretch five, but even if you don't have a stretch five, you know, if you if you put him in there and kind of use him in, in sort of that New Orleans role, if you put him at center, maybe like there are teams who are going to who are going to look at him and they're going to say, all right, even if we play him 25 minutes a night, even if he supports our bench units and he's our third option on on in, as a starter it, with the starting five. Um, will he buy into that? I don't know. But at the money, the crazy thing is at the money, the money a team could look at him and say like, all right, we can, it's a lot for a third option, but if he buys in and then does he buy in? That's the question. So I'm not too worried about his value cratering. Um, I think anybody looking at the, this season, if this season continues to go poorly, they'll probably just say like, look, let's just, you know, get him out of New York and see what he is on a different team. I mean, shit, there's a, there's a, a bidding more for Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons was a guy who passed up a layup, most important moment of his life. Um, and there are teams that want to give up everything to get him. Someone will pay you to get, to get Randall. That's why I, I maintain the Knicks aren't going to give him away. The Knicks are going to want something back. I don't know. Again, I have no idea what the something is or how high the price will be, but they're going to want something. And I, I, if I would still bet on it being an off season thing, um, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Julius can no longer be on this team. I'd literally give him up for Gallo. Wow. Gallo, had a, I, I was watching a little bit of the Hawks game. Gallo had a nice night. He, had, he had, went on a little run, um, and he looked uh, he looked pretty good. I'm going to see what his, his stat. I bet he scored more points than Randall tonight. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. You got me interested now. Um, Hawks are Hawks have put it together. Man, it seems a million years ago that we were all sitting here, um, you know, rolling around in our own filth, laughing it up that the when we beat Atlanta and they were whatever they were, four or five games behind us at that point. How things been since then? Man, oof, boy. And I, I knew I had a feeling that night. I'm like, eh, let's be careful with this. Uh, that team's still very talented. Uh, Gallo, <laughs> of course, five for five from the field tonight. One for one from deep, 14 points, a couple rebounds. What was his plus minus? I have to look that up as well. A plus 19. <laughs> Almost a team high. Almost a team high, plus 19 for Gallo. You know what? I don't know. Does Atlanta make that trade? Meanwhile, Randall was uh, minus 12. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I. I'm sure they're. Li- I'm sure they're listening. You know, makes you feel any better. Uh, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? John, Andrew, you guys are legends for being on here at 1 a.m. after that game. Is it 1 a.m.? It is also almost 1 a.m. Christ, I, and I can't even drink. That's the worst part. Is like if, if I had some uh, a, a, a friendly companion with a couple ice cubes to keep me company tonight, it would have been that much easier. But my wife and I just started, not just start on Monday. We started a 21 day fixed diet which you really can't have any alcohol on. So I haven't really – I had a sip of wine, but other than that, I haven't had a drink since Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll take the kudos. Uh, starters were visibly gassed in the fourth as the rebounding showed. Yeah, that's a great call, Dan. I had the same exact thought. Um, my only my only comeback to that – not a comeback, but a um, retort, I guess, 
didn't think quickly was very good in this game. He had, he had the one really nice pass to uh, top in for the alley oop. Um, but I thought quickly was not really. This is not a great uh, matchup for quickly. A lot of his dribbling was kind of going nowhere, and he threw a couple of grenades there at the end of possessions, which you know you don't love. Um, his shot was a little off. His shot's been off. So he wasn't great. Burks, I mean, I'm not going to pile on Burks, but Burks, Burks has obviously has not been good. Um, you know, Noel, I don't know what the situation was there. Did he hurt his hand? Um, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with Mitch coming back, and Mitch didn't play that many minutes. So really, you're just talking about Toppin and, and Grimes. Um, and he clearly thought Grimes did not have it in the second half that he had in the first half. Um, you know, and like, who's Grimes staying in for? Grimes probably staying in for RJ, right? Because you're not going to take out Fournier because Fournier is your best offensive player. So I didn't mind him being in. So then it's like, am I, am I, do I have to, do I want to have Grimes in for, for RJ? Eh, probably not. Probably trust my guy there. Um, I didn't mind that. And then it's, it's basically, you know, Kemba, um, who also did not play that many minutes. Only played 30 minutes tonight. Um, and then Randall, I, I, again, you know, I, I, I'd say this. I got a little excited when I saw Toppin in there with all the starters. I was like, I wonder if he rolls with this for like five minutes and he rolled with it for like a minute. Um, that would have been nice to see that. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, sorry. The Super Chat occasionally, uh, occasionally does this. Uh, but I will. Oh, here we go. All right. Um, here we go. Back on track. Yes, uh, Mello from Toronto. Mac, you already know Randall's agent told him to put out that fake interview. Put that. By the way, that interview. If anybody didn't catch it today, Fred Katz had it up. Uh, a bunch of stuff from it on the uh, from the Athletic. Popper had it on Newsday. Boy, some gems in there. Uh, I'm not giving up on this team. I still want to be here. I sent a text to my, I was going to tweet it out. And I didn't, I sent it as a text to my, to my, our uh, text chain with the, in, in response to the line, like I'm not giving up on this situation yet. Uh, was uh, uh, me saying, I'm going to give Anna de Armas her distance. Yeah. It's tough, but I'm going to give her her, I'm going to give her some room, you know, it's the right thing to do. I mean, God bless him. Uh, the stones to say the team feeds off my energy. Yeah, that was my favorite personal line from this one. Um, anyway, uh, more mellow from Toronto. Play the young guys. Randall's mentality's cooked and it can't recover. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree. Hush Zoo. Randall wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. Yeah, I, I, don't, I actually don't think this was one of – like he's had so many terrible games. This actually wasn't one of his worst games. I thought his defense was it was pretty good, and on offense, like I thought, I thought Bondi actually put it well in his tweet. That's why I retweeted it. That Randall was kind of trying to let it come to him, but like that's the thing, right? Is like he's so in a bad place right now, where his response to the Miami game was like, all right, I'm going to be even more unselfish and I'm going to try to like play within the flow of the offense even more. And he, he tried that. He did do that. He didn't take, he only took nine shots, you know, 
but he just struggles to play that way. Um, you know, the turnovers uh, were not good. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's not good. Um, anyway, uh, can't believe I have to say that about our $140 million player. Yeah. Uh, Kemba, just a traffic cone on defense. Yes. I mean, he tries, but yes, he's a traffic cone. Um, February 10th couldn't come any sooner. The Kemba situation fascinates me because again, and, um, Yes, this is me being t- critical of Tibbs. You know, Tibbs is is so stubborn, and I, I know I don't I and I don't know if it's for the worst because again, like for all the calls of like start quickly, like quickly's been, you know, he has his moments. Um, but is a, you know, you, you, th- there's a reliability factor there, at least on offense. Obviously, not on defense. Um, and with Rose kind of uncertain, I wonder how much, how much is some sentiment, at least with Tibbs, I, it's not up to Tibbs, it's up to the front office, but I wonder how much Tibbs is pushing for like, I want to keep Kemba just in case, you know, that wouldn't, that, again, nothing would shock me. Um, that said, I, fo- I hope they find him a new home. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky with another one. Uh, thanks again, Kev. I'm on the keep Fournier train. I might be on that train with you. Um, it depends what they get. I'm not giving up an asset to trade him. That's for sure. I actually get really excited when they played him and Grimes together. Grimes defense and Fournier's uh, drive game work. I mean, the biggest thing for me is I'd love to see Fournier on a team without Randall. I think he would look really interesting on a team without Randall. Um, and maybe with a different sort of player. Maybe, uh, and I'm not even saying that they've, meshed horribly i don't they haven't meshed well but like i still believe i still think Fournier is a decent player i his defense is maddening sometimes i will say that though it's so hot and cold defensively um bad eyesight uh i got a trade but i'm not sure if the math works uh i can tell you if the math work math works kemba and burks to utah ingles to minnesota um so i don't think that works because I'm pretty sure Ingles makes too much money or sorry, makes uh, not enough money because Kemba's at uh, eight and change and Burks is at, I'm pretty sure a little bit close to 10. So you're at, um, you're at, uh, my God, it's late. I can't add. You're at like 18. You're at more than 18. And does Ingles, does Ingles make that much? Uh, I'll look it up right now. Um, Whatever, maybe there's another minimum salary in here. It's not that far off. I'll say that. Uh, let me finish reading the trade. To to Ingles to Minnesota, New York Knicks get Prince, Torian Prince, and a top eight protected 2024 first. Um, I'm assuming they're going to get that pick. For, yeah, they would have to get that pick from Minnesota. So Minnesota's basically given up a first-round pick, even a protected first-round pick, lightly protected first-round pick. To swap out Joe Ingles for Torian Prince, I don't think they do it. Uh, Joe Ingles has not been good this year. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think they do that. Um, it's a nice thought, though. Um, ML Nair. And I like the idea of trying to, like, get in on the Joe Ingles trade somehow. 
Um, I just, I wish, man, I wish Burks had, had continued to play well because I bet you you could have gotten, probably could have gotten a first to take on Ingles for Burks, but maybe some, I don't know. I think they own some seconds. Maybe you could have gotten a nice second. I don't, I don't know. Um, ML Nair. Tibbs couldn't wait to put the starters back in. Again, I, I, I'm not going to – I don't blame him for that tonight. It's okay if you do. They, they obviously tired down the stretch. The switching just indicated the starters don't talk on defense. Um, how many times do we see two Knicks switch onto the same man? Uh, I, I saw tonight's defensive breakdowns more as like – Milwaukee was on point with their passes and the Knicks would fly out towards a guy and just wouldn't get there in time. Or there, there I mean, there were a couple of late, um, a couple of moments where whatever Nick needed to rotate to whatever the open guy was, that guy was, that guy was a little late. Like I saw that as, as more of the issue than confusion. There were a couple of moments of confusion for sure. Don't get me wrong. But you know what? You play a team like the Bucs, and there's going to be those more. And the Bucs are a hellaciously good offensive team. Um, you know, that said, again, did the Knicks starters play well on defense? I don't know if they played well. I didn't think they were terrible, though. Um, but, again, I'm comparing it to, like, recent games. Um, so I'm, I'm certainly being too kind. Uh, they, they were not good. Um Robert Cross, I love I love Robert starts now and everyone with a first time, long time. Can you please describe the art of a Mitchell Robinson free throw? Oh man, I don't have that in me. This crow, this fake crow over here could shoot a free throw better than Mitch tonight. Um I, I again I don't want to pile on the guy. I I, th- I think he You can tell when he went to the line there when it was like still barely a game. Oh wait, no, that's what it was. It was the it was the last moment that it was actually a game when um, the Knicks, I think, had cut it to eight, right? And uh, they, they, RJ and Mitch, they didn't get the initial offensive rebound. Then RJ and Mitch uh, went for the ball at the same time. Ball went into uh, Giannis's hands, or it was going into Giannis's hands, and then Mitch, whatever. It, Giannis ended up getting called for the foul on Mitch, and you could tell Mitch's face when he went to the line. He's like. I got to concentrate. I got to concentrate. I got to make these. And he just couldn't get it done. Um, form needs work. Uh, you know, I wish I, I wish I had a better answer for you, but it's against year four. When are we getting it? Um, hashtag 53 wins. Of course. Oh my, Oh my God. We're coming up on uh, 53 wins is officially not going to be a thing that we, oh, I mean, we, you can hashtag it for the rest of the year, but I think, what are they? Cause they, they've lost now. How many games? 27 games. You only got three more losses to go, Robert. Get him in while you can. Uh, forgotten NYC. Thoughts on Julius getting a fan kicked out in Miami? Um, I didn't read the article. Um, I understand what happened. A fan said something about his negative, his plus minus. Um, I don't know what else to say that it hasn't been. I mean, I have gone in on Julius the last couple times I've done these. He's 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 a weak-minded player. He's a weak-minded individual. Um, my thoughts are 
it's unfortunate. That's my thoughts. Um, yeah. I'm, I guess maybe because it's late, I'm feeling like that I'm not going to rip him too badly tonight. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. 
Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My girlfriend is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about this sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Hush, Sue. Uh, Thad Young, Derek White, and a first-round pick for Randall. Um, if San Antonio wants to do that deal, uh, oh my God. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure those players make too much money though. Uh, cause again, Randall's, he's only on the books this year for it's 21 point something, 21.7 or eight or whatever it is. Uh, and those guys make, um, those guys make too much. Um, would I do, would I send back additional salary to make the, to make that work? Uh, yes, I would in a heartbeat. Uh, I do not think the Spurs are doing that. Um, I still think Derek, I think Derek White is actually a desirable player. Oh yeah. They make way too much. Derek White makes 15.6 and Thad makes 14. Yeah. So it would need to be like Randall and Kemba or Randall and Burks. Um, I don't know why San Antonio would want anything to do with Julius Randall. Honestly, I don't even think they'd do that that trade if it was no first-round pick involved. Um, I, I don't think they would do White and Thad Young for Randall. That may seem crazy, but I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that they would do that. Um, Frank Miranda. Mag, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. What's going on, Frank? How you doing? Um, Randall is playing like he wants his wife sipping on foam lattes while watching a Sacramento sunrise. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, there's a lot of trades that could be worked out with the, with the, with the Kings. It's a lot of trades, um, just salary wise. So again, I'm not, there would, there would need to be picks involved in these things, but like you could do Randall for healed straight up. You could do Randall for Barnes straight up. You could do Randall for Bagley and Tristan Thompson. That works under the cap. Um, you could do Randall for Bagley and Holmes, although I don't know that why, why the Knicks would do that, um, just from positionally. Um, you could do uh, – you're close to being able to do Randall for Bagley and Davion Mitchell, but you need a little bit more salary in there. Um, There's just a lot of combinations. There's a lot of combinations that you could do. Um, and then obviously if you send – additional salary back from New York to Sacramento, you could do combination trades. Like let's say the, the, the Kings want to give a, get, get rid of both healed and, you know, Bagley, right. You could do that, you know, for like Randall and Kemba or something, uh, or like Barnes and Bagley. Like what, there's so many different combos and it's just two teams with a bunch of pieces that they are like, don't work. So like it comes down to 
who's who's asking for what picks? Because I'm sure the types of the types of deals that Sacramento's pitching, the Knicks are probably like, all right, well, great, get send us like three first round picks or whatever the crazy thing they're going to ask for, and then Sacramento's like, well, wait, no, you should probably be sending us like. That's why it's it's not just agreeing on the players; it's agreeing on the the picks. Um, Shaq Gun, Anthony Simons trading for him possible? Absolutely not. <laughs> Anthony Simons, man, that's the best thing that's happened to the Blazers in years. He is good. He ain't going anywhere. Max Cyril, Cyrily, Cyrily or Cyril, man, this felt like a pre twenty twenty one game. Thanks for all the great work, Macri. Was there during the lean years and will be there when we are back. Hashtag 35 wins, question mark. You know what? Oh, boy. 35 wins. What do we need to go to get 35 wins? I think I did this the other night. Uh, 35 wins means 12 and uh, 12 and 20. Can this team go 12 and 20? Meaning, are, are they going to win 12 more games out of the last out of the last 32? That's what that's what Robert has meant this whole time. Robert has meant this whole time. Hashtag uh, 35 wins. We forgive you, Robert. Um, more from Mello from Toronto. Macri, have you heard more from your source? LOL. Uh, no, no, nothing else. I just. Look, teams are teams are calling. Teams are checking in. Again, someone will want Randall. There are teams that want him. It's just I have no idea what, what they want to pay. Um, Parrish Duggar. No cam is our culture. League players are saying, what the fuck? Um, I don't think anybody around the league is – saying that the Knicks are doing Cam Reddish wrong by not playing him in the first two weeks since he got there. Uh, I, I, They need to play him. If they don't play him, they've done wrong by him and they've done wrong by themselves. They will play him. I guarantee you they will play him. They did not trade for him to sit him on the bench for the rest of the year. They're going to play him. You're going to get a lot of Cam Reddish. I don't know if you're going to like it, but you're going to get a lot of Cam Reddish. It's just it's a matter of time. Uh, wait till after the trade deadline. Uh, William E. Randall knows his fate. Minimum effort. Um, again, I thought the defense, the defensive effort from him tonight was um, was acceptable for much of the game. But he had his moments. He always has his moments. He has his moments every game, and like that's the part that is so maddening. But then again, if we're being honest, he, he was the same player. Not the same caliber of, like, apathy, but, you know, every game last year he had his moments where he, like, wouldn't come out to guard a shooter or was a little late getting back and, like, you know. But then there were other games where he was downright inspirational on defense. Um, yeah, it is pretty, it is pretty upsetting um, to see this. Uh, does he know his fate? I don't know. Uh, I saw they they, sh- they had a shot of him on the bench, uh, somewhat late in this game. Not that late, no, not le- that late. The game was still in, like they were still in the game. It was a, it was a competitive game at the time, and like Tibbs is drawing something up, and like Randall's sitting there on the bench, but he's like looking off. He's like looking up at the scoreboard or 
you know, it's just, just didn't look like a guy who was engaged. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. A lot of, I don't, a lot of, I don't knows for me tonight. Sorry about that. Um, th that's where this team has left me and specifically Randall has left me. Leo Skorupski. Thank you so much for the contribution. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. You're the man slacker hero over under 38 wins for the season, which you take. Oh my God. Under. Where, where can I where can I get that bet even money? For them to win 38 games, they would need to go 15 and 12, right? No. Sorry, my math is off. 46, 15 and 19? So then maybe my math was off before. I don't know. Again, it's very late. I apologize. No, hold on. 38 wins, so that means 38 and 44. They have 27 losses, so 44, 27, 17. 15 and 17. No, I'm not losing my mind. 15 and 17. Um, can they go 15 and 17? I mean, I guess they can. I don't think they will. Uh, I, I'm taking the under. Anthony Sixto. Tips is my guy, but upping the three and over – upping the three and over-reliance on read-react approach isn't working. When given proper sets to run, they've shown execution. Uh, KYP. Um, <sighs> that's Tibbs. Yeah, that's his thing. Read and react. I think he likes it because I think he likes, I think he thinks players like playing in it. And I think players generally do like playing in read and react. Um, it works great with the bench. Works really well with the bench. He's never had to call a play all year for the bench. Um, and they're, they've been pretty outstanding. Even without Rose, they've been pretty good. Uh, it's just it's not working with the starters. You're right. Um, in terms of the over-reliance on three, like, I, I don't – it's not like he has guys taking bad threes or guys taking threes that shouldn't be taking threes. They just – they don't hit enough of them. And yet their year-long percentage is still – not horrendous. I, I maybe Andrew could look it up, but even tonight, tonight, what they shoot from three? They were thirty-five percent from three. You know, um, that's not terrible. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, did you consider Gallo for your top seventy-five? I did. He was in the top seventy-five. He was in. Uh, he was in the sixties, I think. Pretty sure he was in the sixties. He made it though. Um, I was not leaving Gallo off Gallo Gallo gen, like, you know, Gallo had a stretch as a second year player here. That was like as good as, or better than any stretch RJ Barrett had over his first two years. RJ Barrett made the top 75. Uh, hell yeah. Gallo was an easy inclusion towards the bottom, but he was an easy inclusion. Uh, Melo from Toronto with another one. Thank you for the contributions. Uh, we appreciate it, man. That moment when Randall didn't grab that offensive board at the end of the game, that right there spoke louder to me than any Randall interview. Um, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. I, but again, I, does he not want to be here? Like, would he really? Would, does he want to be in Sacramento? I, 
I, oh, God. What a maddening player. What an absolutely maddening player. Among the most maddening players, again, we, we had this conversation the other day. Among the most maddening players we've had to watch. Uh, Jacob Reale, or Real, I apologize if I uh, either of those or both of those are wrong, for some late-night vibes. Also, forget the Randall situation for a moment. Is Mitch in future plans? Noel is the only big under contract, and free agents are not great at center. Um, so free agency this year at center, you got you got uh, Nurkic, and I think that's about it. Um, I don't – yeah, thank you. By the way, Andrew just looked it up. They're 11th, from, 11th in three-point percentage this year. They're at 35.7%. And uh, Schwinn had a really nice stat uh, earlier today, I think, where if you take away Randall's threes or three-point attempts, they're like fourth or fifth in the league from from three, uh, percentage-wise, which is which is pretty good. Um, I don't think that there is a chance in hell that they go into next se- next season with Nerlens Noel at their starting center. Um, is Mitch in their future plans? I think they want to upgrade the position. I think in their perfect world, they would get a, they would be able to trade. I mean, I, I'm, I'll say it. I still think they probably want Turner. And I think Turner probably wants to be here. Um, I don't know. Is that going to that happen before the deadline? Is that something to look at this summer? Will, tra- will Turner get traded somewhere else? I mean, the draft, I mean, I got to say it, the draft is filled with a lot of a lot of good bigs up at the top. Um, is Mitch still in their future plans? I really don't know. I wish I knew. I really wish I knew because, again, they could sign him to a contract today. Today they could sign him to a contract. And tomorrow and any day between now and the start of free agency, literally at any time, you know, and he's been – He's been so up and down this season. You figure, you know, maybe he would, and he's gotten hurt. You figure maybe he would want the security. But again, maybe they haven't made an offer to him. And my suspicion, but again, this will be tested after the trade deadline, is do they not want to sign him to a contract because they're fearful that whatever contract they sign him to, will make him a less desirable asset at the trade deadline. At least now they could trade him to a team and whatever that team is that gets him, they could sign him to a contract extension the moment they get him, which is a nice little, a nice little thing. Um, and so I'll get those likes up for the OB hive. Uh, got a couple more um, super chats, but I'm going to hit up the uh, forgotten NYC has another one. Tim's alluded for trades. Eluded to trades coming up to open up minutes for Cam in the post game. I apologize. I, I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, I haven't gotten any uh, notifications of anything from any of the beat guys um, from the post game presser. But I will take your word for it. Um, I mean, the writing's on the wall. You know. I, I keep saying they're not going to make trades just to make trades, but I, 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 they didn't trade for Cam not to play him. So if they don't make the trades, 
that we all think they're going to make, then they're going to have to sit healthy guys or shut guys down. It's the only two alternatives because they're playing camp. They're going to play camp. Um, Kevin Danishevsky back for one more. I love you, my man. Uh, Non-Knicks. Gian- yeah, Giannis. Giannis is a top 20 player of all time. Two MVPs. You could argue he's deserved. Uh, yeah, I think he's deserved both of them. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. You could argue he's deserved four. I can't get on that. I think he's he's got two. He's deserved two. He might win another one this year. Um, Champ is the alpha and defensive player of the year. Most unstoppable player since Shaq. Uh, man, do I – can I – I think this is our last comment. Uh, oh wait, no, we got one more from Robert Cross. I'll, I'll finish. I'll finish by addressing this one, um, uh, Kevin. Uh, just uh, give me a minute. The uh, this another one from Robert Cross. The problem this year is the lack of chicken cutlet talk. Again, I'm on a diet at the moment, so I can't. I can't even have chicken cutlets right now. Is that part of the diet? Yes, it is. Randall for a well cooked chicken cutlet. I would trade Randall for a well cooked. Uh, chicken cutlet. If it came with a first round pick that went, uh, that was unprotected at some point or lightly protected hashtag 53 wins. Um, did it, did I drop the ball? Is this season my fault? Because there has not been enough cutlet talk. Uh, that's, that's real. That is absolutely a possibility. Um, if so, I apologize. That's on me. That's my bad. Um, I, 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 maybe I'm not pushing enough P that ha- that's probably it. Not, and for me, pushing P is eating chicken cutlets. Um, so I should work on that after my diet is over, of course. Um, okay. I'm going to, where's my, where's my top 75 list? Hold on. Here we go. Um, I see a lot of Jade, Jade and Ivy talk in the chat. I love me some Jade and Ivy. Hey, we got Funny here. Funny, I don't feel bad that you're here because it's only, what? Oh, it's 10.30 on the West Coast. Um, Cutlets are for winners. Cutlets are for winners. All right. So I think as it stands right now, I'm not going to go down the road of, like, if Giannis wins the championship this year because uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um. Right now, Giannis is definitely below what I have is like the no doubt about it top 15, which is in some order uh, Jordan Kareem, LeBron, Russell Wilt, uh, Larry Magic Duncan, Shaq Kobe, KD, uh, Oscar, Steph Hakeem, Moses. So to get Giannis in the top 20, you are talking about putting him ahead of. At least five of the following names. Or sorry, no more. You're, you're sorry. You're talking about putting. Yeah, you're talking about putting him ahead of at least five of the following names. No, at least six of the following names. Julius Irving, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, John Havlicek. Bob Pettit, and I'll either James Harden or Elvin Hayes probably for that last spot. I'm a little higher on Harden historically than other people. Um, probably slot Elvin Hayes. If you want to give me a little Bob Cousy there, you want to give me a little Isaiah Thomas there. Um, but he needs to be 
ahead of at least six of those guys. I'm not putting him ahead of Julius Irving yet. I'm not putting him ahead of Jerry West yet. Elgin's Elgin's so tough. And then and then you got Malone, Barkley, Garnett, Nowitzki. I mean, I know Barkley never won a ring, only won one MVP. Garnett only won one MVP, only won one ring. Malone, obviously, two MVPs, no rings. Like Giannis has the accolades to go ahead of all of these guys. If you want to put him. Same with Dirk, one MVP, one ring. Sounds like he's in there. Sounds like he's in there. Yeah. I don't know what the order is, but it sounds like he's in there. Um, man, that's tough. Um, and Jan, and this is from uh, Andrew. And Giannis might have to battle through super teams. Uh, yeah, potentially. Um, uh, sorry, there was one more super chat I missed before. Again, from Mello from Toronto. Thank you so much, my man. Uh, these are really uh, – Thanks to anybody, everybody, seriously, even if you're just watching, just everybody, it's 1.30 in the morning after a another loss by 15 points, and you're here, and you're checking this out. Um, I'll end on this. I cannot believe we fought for that man, Julius, and for him to respond in this way. It broke my heart, and with that, I will end my night. You just, you just made me want to watch The Godfather Part 2. You broke my heart. That's my best Michael impersonation. I'm much better at uh, Al Pacino impersonations from uh, the latter stages of Pacino's career when he became a caricature of a caricature of himself. Um, should I do the great ass line? Andrew, you tell me. I don't think I'm going to do it. It doesn't, doesn't feel right. Um, I see a lot, of, a lot of greatest of all time, uh, top 20 of all time talk in the chat. Why isn't The Godfather one of my top five trilogies, John? It is. It's my number two. I had it as my number one. Are we going to end on this? Fine. We can end on this conversation. So uh, shout out to Final Review. It's about to drop their um, uh, episode on um, Before before Midnight. Got it right. Um, which I was just watching earlier. I watched some of it a couple nights ago. I watched some of it tonight. I'm going to finish watching it right now after I get off of here. Um, so talking about the top trilogies of all time, I was, I originally had Godfather first and Star Wars second, and I flipped it and I flipped it in deference to so many of Bernard's conversations on final review about honoring the category. And the category of best trilogies to me to properly honor that category means if you had one movie in a trilogy that either sucked or was materially worse than all of, than the other two movies, then that should get docked. Are The Godfather and Godfather Part Two two of my I don't know ten favorite movies of all time? Yes. Are they two of the five greatest movies of all time? Yes. Godfather Part Three was an abhorrent piece of garbage in in certain respects particularly the Sofia Coppola performance, which again, she's one of my favorite directors, if not my favorite director. So I feel really bad saying that, but I can't watch that movie because of her. And because of her, it and other reasons, the Michael character, I think, changes a lot in Godfather 3. I can't, I can't put that. Um, I, can't, <laughs> I can't put that number one. It does not properly honor the category. 
So that's why I had to I had to put Star Wars as my number one and Godfather uh, number two. And then what did I have? I think I had the, the before trilogy three. Uh, I, I honestly forget what I had four and five. I think I had Indiana Jones in there and something. Uh, I forget what else I had in there. I was thinking about Back to the Future. There's one else in there that I had it, that I had and I forgot about. I forget what it was. But my big take was, and and what got me a lot of shit on Twitter today was, I didn't have Lord of the Rings. I'm just not a Lord of the Rings guy. I had a great time seeing Return of the Thing in the, the Return of the King in the theater. Um, watched the Two Towers a bunch in college. I think I've seen the Fellowship of the Ring once, maybe twice. It's just, it's just not my. They're not my thing. Great movies. If you have it number one on your list, I don't begrudge it. Um. <laughs> My favorite trilogy is Chicken Cullets. Thank you for that, Robert Cross. Oh, Alien was my other one. Yeah, and again, Alien, I'm, I'm going to end after this. Alien, I had number four because similar to Godfather 1 and 2, um, Alien and Aliens, I got to tell you, I, re I rewatch Aliens as much as any other movie. I rewatch Aliens once every two, three months. I love that movie. And Alien is arguably the better film. And I love Alien. And here's a hot take. Alien 3 is not good. I think it's watchable. I could sit and watch that. It's it's Ripley. It's an alien. It's a bunch of prisoners. What's not to love? Um, okay. I will end it there. Um, sorry, Andrew. I don't love Toy Story like you do. Um, another great trilogy. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming and sticking around uh, for um, – movie talk with with macri uh don't forget we'll be back with another um post game live stream on monday after the king's game <laughs> my god can you imagine if they lost that game i can't um and uh jeremy and i will have our usual pod drop on monday as well uh until then have a great weekend stay dry uh enjoy the snow if you have kids and a sled and a hill nearby and uh yeah talk to you soon adios